Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello, I'm Sharon. I'm Melinda. And this is Whores Talk Horror. Welcome. And today is part two of our two-part episode of 2020 horror movies. Uh, Last week, we went through a bunch. If you didn't listen, go download now and check it out. Today, we are going to continue with the rest of the movies. And as we said, this is not an all-inclusive list of movies that are coming out in 2020. It's just all the shit we could find so far. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Mindy, let's get us started. What do you got? Okay, I have a movie called Malignant. Um, The release date is August 14th, 2020. It's a James Wan joint, uh, as in James Wan directed and co-wrote this movie. Um, It's based on his comic book by the same name, which seriously, he writes comics too. Like, I had no idea. He Um, doesn't sleep. He doesn't. (laughs) I'm convinced that he just takes a lot of Ritalin and like stays up all night long. He has to. Uh, details are really tight on this um, in terms of synopsis, and I've not read or heard of this comic until now, but uh, it's scheduled for release, like I said, August 2020, and it's not part of the Conjuring universe, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like it's slightly more sci-fi or possibly superhero-ish. Uh, we shall see, but yeah, something something different from James Wan. That'll be interesting. All right. Any buzz about if it's supposed to be good or... I I'm I had a hard time finding anything about what the comics about even. Oh really? really? Yeah. So, so. He's keeping it super top secret. Yeah, I, probably because all mm. he does is Conjuring movies. <laughs> so like this is non Conjuring. So they're like we don't want to talk about it. All right. So I have Antlers, which is expected to be in theaters on April 17th. Um, it's produced by Guillermo del Toro, Ooh. directed by Scott Cooper. The plot is a bit of a mystery. Not much is really being said about it. The only thing I know is that a small-town Oregon teacher and her brother, who is the local sheriff, become entwined with a young student harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. Ooh. It stars Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons, who is oh. from Breaking Bad and Fargo season two in The Irishman. Isn't he married to... Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. And don't they have like a kid now? I think so. And Carrie Russell rules. Yeah. So it's got a good cast and it's based on a short story called The Quiet Boy written by Nick Antosca. And um, you can read his short story for free on the website Guernica. I actually did go to the website and read it. Um, It was good. So I'm kind of excited to see how they adapt the film um, from the story. And we'll post a link on um, our, uh, I was going to say social media pages, but we'll post it on our podcast, podcasting sites. She's looking at me for the the right (laughs) words. I just say episode description. We'll put it in the episode description there you go. of this episode. So you can go um, there and download the story if you want to read it for yourself. I have a little more information on Malignant, the comic book. Oh. It's, it's actually called Malignant Man. Hey. So uh, Alan Gates, a cancer patient with a terminal diagnosis, is resigned to his fate uh, until he discovers that his tumor is actually a mysterious parasite. And there's more, but that's all I'm going to read. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. But I think now that you read that, I feel like I might have actually read something, like found that or read something to that effect and been like 
just blocked it out of my brain because that idea is gross and terrifying. It seems like a weird idea. Um, it's also co-written by Michael Allen Nelson along with James Wan. Oh. Well, in the movie, he's going to move into a old farmhouse. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere with some cranky old neighbor. Yeah. Totally. And there's going to be some ghost in a nun <laughs> haunting him. And then randomly uh, the Warrens will show up. So <laughs> with a creepy doll. <laughs> You're welcome, James Wan. We just we just wrote your movie for you. That's a wrap. <laughs> All right. Uh, Should we move on? Yes, let's please. <laughs> All right. My next movie is A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, the release date a is... A Quieter Place. <laughs> <laughs> this was... place is quieter. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like, that would have been a great title. <laughs> you know SNL is going to do some spoof like that. Possibly if John Krasinski hosts. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, release date, March 20th, 2020. Um once again, directed and co-written by John Krasinski, part two picks right back up with the Abbott family immediately following the events of the first film, forced to venture from their home into terrors unknown in the outside world. The family soon learns that the sound creatures are not the only threats lurking behind the sand path. Uh, Emily Blunt and Killian Murphy drool <laughs> stars in this sequel. How do you say the co-star's name, Sharon? Jaman Hansu. Thank you. He's also a co-star. Great actor. I'm just not very good at pronouncing things. Um, I'll definitely be seeing this movie at some point. Um, to be safe, I'll probably wait for video and watch this at home since I just watched the first movie this past week for the first time ever and have basically had a panic attack starting with the opening scene because um, it's so in- I thought it was so intense Killian Murphy is an excellent incentive to see anything though so I'll be excited to see what he brings to part two right um, but this is <laughs> this is clearly Emily Blunt's show um, and I'm looking forward to her badassery um, I just wanted to make a quick side note I'd like to take a second to just recognize that John Krasinski is kind of amazing. Um, I get it if The Office isn't your thing, but he's such a better actor than just Jim Halpert. And he was great as Jim Halpert. And actually, both he and Martin Freeman, um, who played Tim Canterbury, Jim's British predecessor on The British Office, both nailed their respective office personas and are also both fantastic actors with incredible range. Um, But that was a little diversion. Anyway, Krasinski's performance in A Quiet Place fucking destroyed me. As a director, the film's execution I thought was impeccable. Unfortunately, this is one movie that Um, I actually did see the trailer for so much of the plot points were kind of predictable but I was still a nervous wreck and a sobbing mess or both the entire freaking movie Um, and then there's that ending that happens so yeah I'll be back for part two just not sure how emotionally sound I'll be once the credit starts rolling so uh, bring it Krasinski nice well I'm glad you liked A Quiet Place I'm glad you finally watched A Quiet Place I cried I know I I cried at the ending and I did not It was more than I thought it was going to be as a movie, too, in many Mm -hmm. ways. And I don't want to say too much about that for anybody who has still not seen it. But, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised and terrified and depressed at the same time. All in a good way. (laughs) In the new movie, I heard that Emily Blunt gives birth to twins. You're making that up. Totally making that up. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And do I... Do we need to say Killian Murphy again? Because I know that's what I said. I was like, that's an incentive right there. So sold. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. So next on my list, something that I'm really excited for, uh, Antebellum, expected to be released on April 24th. The cast is great. It's It has Janelle Monet, Jenna Malone, Gabrielle Sidibe. It's about a successful author. Uh, I don't know why I had I say successful so slow. I'm going to say that over again. <laughs> I, I felt like I had a hard time like trying to get it out. It's it's about yeah, it's about a successful author, Veronica Henley, played by Janelle Monae. Hell yeah! She finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind bending mystery before it's too late. From one of the producers of Get Out and Us, the title Antebellum can describe the time just before any war, but it's usually used in reference to the American Civil War. So I'm guessing the movie will have like kind of a similar vein to Get Out and Us and will uh, be a horror movie that has a social commentary. So I'm excited just to see Janelle Monet because she's a great singer and actress and dude she is the arc android i mean like i know that's her like her her what do you call it like her theme for her albums but she's i don't think she's human she's way too talented she's like um oh she's like lupita nyango yes thank you yes uh she's like her i she's either a cylon which (laughs) i would just go with uh you know the arc android which is her character from her albums but like i just think they're not human they're way too talented it's amazing yeah i love them both but yes i agree i can't wait to see her and everyone else in that movie because that's a badass cast Mm -hmm. all right mindy all right we're going the wrong turn the foundation yay um (laughs) i think i've only seen like one wrong turn movie i think ditto Um, i only saw the first one but this is currently in post production uh release date is uh tba right now uh but supposedly this is coming out this year 2020 screenplay by alan b McElroy, the writer of the original wrong turn and the franchise creator stars matthew modine randomly but i still kind of harbor a little crush well, for matthew modine i'm sorry i kind of do and also he was in stranger things so he's kind of made a comeback i think oh yeah but i've just always kind of had a little yeah. crush on him i can't help it for sure he was like an 80s movie Icon, like man crush, boy crush, girl crush. Wait, but kind of like on the DL because he wasn't like he was super more the nerdy, popular, but like yeah, my mom liked him. He wasn't like, and then I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. There was like you know Rob Lowe, who was, right? Who was more like the sexy like heartthrob, and then there is Matthew Modine, who was more like yeah, the like, gentle soul, like nerdier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spencer just laughing at us. He hates us both right now. It was Matthew Modine the gentle lover and? Rob Lowe, I'm I'm getting into a vortex. I, of, do you want to have that conversation? No, I really don't. <laughs> uh, back to wrong. Tur- we took a wrong turn there. What? We did. Oh. Sorry. Let's get back to the foundation. Ed- <laughs> Nicely done, Spencer. Um, so this new fa- this new wrong turn movie is going to be um, about friends hiking the Appalachian Trail, um, and they're confronted by the foundation, a community of people who have lived in the mountains for hundreds of years, because of course. <laughs> it's been reported that this film will be a reboot and will not follow the same 
cannibals that have been featured before. I'm sorry, this just makes me laugh because this just sounds funny. Um, this will be the seventh movie in the Wrong Turn franchise, wow. Wow, which explores various family members of a mountain-dwelling cannibal tribe in the West Virginia wilderness and Appalachian mountain regions. The deformed killers specialize in various types of hunting, traps, and weaponry to ensnare their prey. Though there have been many villains featured in the various Wrong Turn movies, one particular cannibal... Ready for it? Known as Three Finger has appeared in all six films. <laughs> I think so, I need to see these. Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call him Three Finger. So uh, look forward to that in 2020. <laughs> Is Matthew Modine going to be Three Finger? <laughs> I don't think so. I actually, now that you read the description of the the movies, I kind of want to watch all these. Maybe we should do a uh, a wrong turn marathon. marathon. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm, d- I'm down. It's snowy and awful in Chicago right now. It's actually not a bad time for a movie marathon. I mean, people actually, there's a lot of people who enjoy this franchise. There yeah. Mu- there must be a reason. So I, I, well, we shouldn't be too quick to judge. I am too quick to judge. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Whatever floats your boat. Speaking of franchises. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, the movie I'm going to be talking about next, which I will definitely be seeing in the theater, take my money, please. The Conjuring Three. <laughs> Patrick Wilson. The devil made me do it. Oh, that's what it's called. That's the yeah. full title. Conjuring Three. The devil made me do it. Yeah. Okay. In theaters, right after our birthday, Spencer, uh, September 11th, and Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are back to reprise their roles as Ed and Lorraine Warren. James Wan will not be directing this as he did the first two Conjuring movies, but he does serve as a producer and story co-developer. I mean, in his short 42 years on Earth, he's only been able to direct around 17 movies, write or co-write around 18 movies, and produce approximately 30 films. So clearly he's struggling financially and needs to take any film role he can. And so, yeah. He sounds like a slacker to me. I don't know, man. (laughs) Um, as a producer though he's kind of like just sitting back and like no I mean there's work to being a producer but he's kind of just money's rolling in baby I don't know man producers they they're pretty much responsible for yeah everything so it it, that's not an easy job no I know it's not but very time consuming he's not he doesn't have to be on set every day necessarily Mm -hmm. and but he he probably (laughs) is because he's James Wan and he doesn't sleep um, <laughs> oh, right. We've already established that he doesn't sleep. I forgot. But yeah, even though he's not directing, his influence will most likely be seen and felt throughout the film. Uh, Michael Chavez, who previously directed The Curse of La Girona, mm. which neither of us enjoyed. Um, he's the one who's directing Conjuring 3. Hmm. So since La Girona was one of my least favorite horror movies of last year, let's hope this one is much better. Because um, the first two Conjuring movies, let's face it, I... I really love those movies. I don't know how you feel about them, but I'm a huge fan. So Patrick Wilson. I mean, that's going to be my answer <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, so this story will follow the case where a murder suspect claims he was possessed during 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 his alleged crimes. Mm. So this actually sounds very interesting um, yeah. and kind of a departure from the first two movies where, you know, demon possession tears apart a family. Uh, a bit of IMDb trivia. The movie is allegedly about the story of 
Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, who killed his landlord in 1981. The story was described in the 1983 book, The Devil in Connecticut, and Uh also was an episode from the TV series Haunting (gasps) from 20... um, or 2006, called Where Demons Dwell, which I'm sure I've probably seen that episode because I used to watch that show religiously. I still watch reruns. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I And then yell at the people <laughs> and they do stupid things. And the reenactment actors, so. But in an interview, Michael Chavez said that he cannot confirm the plot of the film. And when asked about the rumors of the possible adaptation of the Arnie Cheyenne Johnson case, he just said that The Conjuring 3 would be, quote, bigger than that. So we'll see. But it sounds like um, it's kind of going in a different direction, which I'm glad because, like, how many demon family possession movies can they keep doing? So. Well, and yeah. And I mean, I, I do, I find the first two. In, to be enjoyable mm-hmm. the second one i'd say maybe more so than the first one but at the same time like i've read the book on like the actual edenfield case and mm-hmm. enfield or and sorry i always say edenfield i Are don't you sure know you read why. the book <laughs> <laughs> no i did i did uh but like it's it, the, everybody messes with history it's it's film it's fiction it's just weird but i like to just look at those two actors as being like my fantasy Ed and Lorraine Warren and that's like how I'm going to picture them f- fictionally and just go in and enjoy it yeah because they're worry. much more attractive than the real life couple <laughs> not that that makes any difference but <laughs> they, they um took some liberties with the casting <laughs> yeah I was, yeah I, that's what I thank you that's what I was going for is there's a few liberties that have been taken in general with the Conjuring movies but I just choose to be like I understand that I'm going in for the fun so it sounds fun the guy's name, it might be Arn Cheyenne, not Arnie Cheyenne, just based on the spelling you've got here. You can spell Arnie, A-R-N-E. I've never heard that pronounced that way. Ugh, whatever. Have you ever even I met just, anyone I, named Arnie? No. <laughs> Spencer's <laughs> thinking about it. That's what I'm saying. It's probably Arn. Have you ever met anyone named Arn either? Yeah. Shut the, the fuck I up. I met eight people named Arn. <laughs> exactly. Just eight. yesterday, as a matter of fact. All right, Mindy. I was at the Arn convention. <laughs> What was in everybody's coffee? And all eight Arns of the world showed up. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, this one. All right. We're going to talk about it. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> it's on your list. I know. I know. I know. We're not going to skip over it. I know. I, I'm not. I don't know how excited I am about this, but whatever. Um, so this next movie we're going to talk about is Army of the Dead. Uh Directed by Zack Snyder. Um, Den of Geek says no release date set except for coming 2020. Uh, currently, it's in post production. Um, from IMDb, the, the synopsis that they gave says following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Um, Again, directed by Snyder, who also directed the Dawn of the Dead uh, remake from 2004. Uh, Not much is known other than this description from IMDb, but the cast includes folks like uh, David Bautista, Chris D'Elia. 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 He's a comedian. And Uh, he's also in the new season of You, which, have you watched You? I haven't, but a friend of mine just texted me earlier this week and was like have you watched this you should watch this and i said sharon likes it and he said yes she would (laughs) 
<laughs> it's really good. I mean, quick, quick little side yeah, note here. Sure, yeah. If you have not watched, you check it out because it's if you were a fan of Dexter, mm. I would say check it out. Um, it's it's very similar. Um, it's about a uh, serial killer who's also a hopeless romantic and a stalker. And yeah, well, he's definitely a psychopath. But I, season been- two is even more Dexter-esque. And after Dexter ended, and God, it ended so horribly, it kind of left like a big hole in my heart because I loved that show so much. And then when I discovered this show, I was like, oh, so. There's a lot. Of, I know there's a lot of controversy about you. Not you specifically as a person, but <laughs> well, about the show. I mean, both. There's a little controversy about me, but we'll, too. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But I just wanted to say... Well, speaking of Netflix, though, this is, looks like it's going to be a straight... This is going to be a Netflix movie, like straight to Netflix oh, film. Perfect. So you could watch this and then... And you, I guess, in the same day, probably. Binge. There you go. Um, love or hate Snyder. You you got to admit that the Dawn of the Dead from 2004 was pretty solid, I thought. Um, this will be his first film after taking a break to focus on his family after his daughter's death, which I didn't know, um, and to collaborate with suicide prevention and awareness causes. So good on you, Snyder. Uh, he told The Hollywood Reporter, there are no handcuffs on me at all with this one. I thought this was a good palate cleanser to really dig in with both hands and make something fun and epic and crazy and bonkers in the best way possible. I love to honor canon and the works of art, but this is the opportunity to find a purely joyful way to express myself through a genre. It will be the most kick-ass, self-aware, but not in a wink-to-the-camera way, balls-to-the-wall zombie freak show that anyone has ever seen. No one's ever let me completely lose like this. Loose. Completely loose. Yeah, lose, that doesn't really... Changes the meaning completely. Totally yes. changes the meaning of what I, he just said. Words are hard, and I'm having a hard time with words today. Math, too. I know, math, too. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan, but, I mean... What is the release date? They, they're really... It just says, like, coming 2020. Uh, it's in okay. post right now, but this does... I mean... That actually sounds I'll, really I'll, awesome. I know I'll end up watching it someday, like, I'll be home... It'll randomly come up in the you should watch this thing on Netflix. And then I'll be like, holy shit, why haven't I watched this before? Well, I have like a new fascination with all these um, unique zombie movies coming out, like One Cut of the Dead, which you still need to watch. Yes, it's in my queue on uh, Shudder. And also um, Little Monsters. So I'm really enjoying these uh, like new twists on zombie movies. So we needed it. Yeah. The, oh my gosh, yes. So this sounds like it's kind of in that same direction. So I'm excited for this. I'll watch it. And it's on Netflix, so I don't have to fucking pay or leave the house. And I also like the phrase, balls to the wall zombie freak show. Yes. His <laughs> description sounds pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Sharon, what you got for us next? So next I have Last Night in Soho, uh, September 25th. It's supposed to be in theaters, directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, the oh. director of Shaun of the Dead and The World's End and Hot Fuzz. So it's based. if you're a fan of those movies, then I'm sure this movie is going to be great because I love all those movies. Uh, it's about a young girl passionate in fashion design. She's mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems. And time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. Huh. It stars Anya Taylor-Joy, who's best known for The Witch. Um, mm. She's, I think, the main 
girl. girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the movie was inspired by the movie Don't Look Now with Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. Oh. That's the... Um, I actually watched that a couple years ago as one of my Halloween movies. It's from 1973. It's about a married couple grieving the recent death of their young daughter. They're in Venice when they encounter two elderly sisters, one of whom is psychic and brings a warning from beyond. The other movie that inspired this movie is Repulsion from Roman Polanski, Mm. which is from 1965. A sex-repulsed woman who disapproves of her sister's boyfriend sinks into depression and has horrific visions of rape and violence. Um, It's a good movie, actually. It is is actually a really (laughs) good movie. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited to see this one because, honestly, anything made by that director, I think, is fucking gold he also did scott pilgrim versus the world and baby driver did you ever see baby driver i did not that was good i need to see that i've yeah i've i've heard it's really good i love edgar wright because of the show spaced that was done in like the early 2000s Mm. and they he has been all over instagram celebrating like the 20th anniversary or some 25th or something and it's that was like his first simon pegg nick frost like all those guys made that show and it's total pop culture winks and it's great and but yeah i didn't know edgar wright was working on a new movie so yay i'll have to check out that show a little diversion about spaced there good show but edgar wright's amazing in general and so yes please go see his new movie when it comes out this year i will be seeing it as will sharon and spencer i think don't tell me what to do (laughs) as i say i think i can fairly say that you'll you'll do it but absolutely in this case i am going to tell you what to do (laughs) is it my turn again that was your movie. I just kind of hijacked you. Oh shit! <laughs> but you want you can like throw it to me here. So give me a mini catch. Hey, got it. There's someone inside your house. Ah! That's the name of the movie I'm going to talk about next. Oh, <laughs> I thought there was someone actually inside my house. <laughs> um, the release date on this is it's listed as TBD right now. Um, supposed to be this year. Uh, as of this recording it's still in post-production as well and it's also another netflix jam so it looks like it's it's netflix uh co-producing with another company um and netflix is describing this movie as the graduating class at osborne high is being targeted by a masked assailant intent on exposing the darkest secrets of each victim with and only a group of misfit outsiders can stop the killings before their own secrets are revealed to the world. Um, This is based on a book by author Stephanie Perkins, who also co-wrote the film. And the book came out in 2017. Um, This movie is going to be directed by, or is being directed by uh, Patrick Bryce, who directed both of the Creep films um, with Mark Duplass. He actually appeared on screen in the first Creep movie as Mark Duplass's uh, videographer slash victim. And surprise, surprise, James Wan is one of the producers on this. (laughs) Can somebody please just start a Kickstarter to donate money to him so he doesn't have to work so much just to scrape by? (laughs) To be fair, he's mostly just producing these days, so he's not so much working to scrape by as much as sitting back and raking it in, which is totally not true because producers do a lot of work. But um, if anyone wants to start a Kickstarter for our podcast and then tell James Wan so he can donate some of that sweet conjuring cash, I wouldn't (laughs) object. Yes, please. Um, anyway, so about this movie, uh, There's Someone Inside Your House, um, I think this could go either way. I've actually read the book, and it was 
Okay. Um, well, no, it was good. A page turner for sure. Uh, kind of reminded me of the first Scream movie, but with less humor and self-awareness and had a slightly more young adult novel feel. Um, the kills, though, the setup alone will kill you. No pun intended. The <laughs> The kills were super creepy, suspenseful, and fairly original for today's horror, I thought. Um, Sharon and I are both fans of the TV version of Scream that was on Netflix. And I feel no, like... No, it was on... Um... Oh, it was on MTV. Oh, I didn't know that. I only, I think, I only watched it I think on it was Netflix. An, yeah, I think it was an MTV show, and then it went over to Netflix, which is how I watched yeah. it. So, Well, I kind of feel like, based on the book, this movie might fall into a similar category like that, maybe with a few rougher edges and slightly more mature. Mm. Um, or not. Um, only time will tell, but if they pull off the kills, those will be some scares worth watching for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. Interesting. Yeah, Scream was an MTV show. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and they only did two seasons, right? Well, there was the Halloween special, Three. and I think there's a new one, but we didn't want to watch it because uh, oh, the one girl's not in it. Yeah, there is a third season. I heard Audrey, the third season's did- actually pretty bad. Yeah, I really liked the first, surprisingly I liked the first two. I did too, which is, and this book, like, I, that kind of, it kind of reminded me, Mm, like, if they're making it for Netflix, like, I was like, I could see this being, like, that show Uh where it's, like, like, teenage stuff, but then, like, actual some good scary stuff too. So, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I know we're both excited for the next movie, which is Halloween Kills, expected to be released this October. October 16th to be exact. Mm-hmm. Once again, it stars Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her real bleh, role as Laurie Strode. Oh my god. Let me let me try that again. Once again, it stars Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her role. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue, doesn't Min- it? Minnie's right. We are having trouble talking today. Her role as Laurie Strode for the sixth time and also Judy Greer will yeah. be back reprising her role as Laurie Strode's daughter and Andy uh, Matichek, sure, uh, as her granddaughter. Sorry, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, but she plays the granddaughter. Anthony Michael Hall is actually going to be playing Tommy Doyle. I'm sorry? Yes, you heard me right. Anthony Michael Hall, the nerd from... I love Anthony Michael Hall. I, I still do. Too. Yeah, the nerd. the nerd from everything in the 80s. The nerd basically. from every movie in the 80s ever made. So he's going to be playing Tommy Doyle. Quick uh, fact or little trivia. Paul Rudd was actually offered to reprise his role as Tommy Doyle, but he had a decline due to scheduling conflicts because he's going to be in the new Ghostbusters this year, which I guess that movie is not on our list because it's probably more of a comedy than a, a horror movie, but he played Tommy in Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers from 1995, which is supposed to be the worst of all the, <laughs> the Halloween movies. I don't even know if I saw that one. And I don't, I don't want to get on a ghostbusters tangent. Well, yeah, we're not going to talk about ghostbusters right now, but I think it would have been really cool if Paul Rudd was in this movie. Yeah. But whatever. We've got Anthony Michael Hall. And also, yeah. Kyle Richards is going to be playing Lindsay Wallace. And she played the original Lindsay in the very first Halloween movie. Woo-woo. Uh, Nick Castle is going to return for both sequels. Sweet. Um, Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends. That's the name I of think, the third one, right? I think 
so. Spencer, look it up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so yeah, he's going to be playing The Shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers, with James Jude Courtney, again, playing Myers for the majority of the film. Uh, Nick Castle also played Michael Myers for most of the original Halloween as well, although there was um, a couple other um, people that kind of subbed in for him when he wasn't able to film uh not too much is known about the sequel which is fine with me yeah right honestly the less i know about this the better i kind of want to just go in cold and you know make my own judgments about it uh but we do know that it serves of one of two sequels yeah with halloween ends coming in 2021 so you don't have to look that up because i actually wrote it (laughs) but i I did look it up is it is her name kylie richards you said i said kyle it's spelled Kyle, but I have a feeling it's probably pronounced Kylie. But well, you know what? Maybe. I, you know, I'm all about the name pronunciations. <laughs> I don't want people to get mad when well, their names are mispronounced. I have to say that I do have a colleague at work whose name is Kyle and she's a woman. Oh, well, there so, you go. It could very well be Kyle. Do you have a coworker named Arnie who spells it A-R-N-E? No, but I have one named Arn. No, I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, Am I next? You're, it's back on you, Mindy. All right. So um, The Collected. Yeah. Supposedly coming out in uh, 2020. Date TBD right now. It's a follow up to uh, 2012's The Collection. Um, which I haven't actually seen this whole wait wait franchise. no For, it's the follow up of well there's the collector well but the last one was the collection I think and but then, you should probably mention both of them yeah because it's a okay. it's a trilogy so it's going in order don't roll your eyes at me <laughs> all right so I'll start over I guess yeah and I'll find a good place to no you don't need to start over also. Let me just throw in here. I have been on Mindy's case to watch. Well, we're going to get to that in the a collector second. for years. So I cannot wait to hear what she has to we're say. We're going to get to that shit in a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, fine. There's the collector, right? And then the collect, what's the Shines. collection? And then the, now this is the collected, which is going to be the final of the trilogy, I guess. Or is it? Or is it, of <laughs> course. Well, what um, other words start with collect? <laughs> The well, because that's what he d- collectioned. <laughs> there you go. That's what the box set will be <laughs> eventually. Um, but the most it's, collected. It's uh, directed and written by the guys who did The Collector and the sequel, The Collection. Josh Stewart from the first two movies is back as Arkin, right? Yeah. And uh, Emma Fitz- Fitzpatrick will be reprising her role from the previous installment, The Collection. Um, if you haven't seen the first two movies, it's basically about a twisted serial killer who kills his victims with a series of brutal and deadly, but also, to be fair, very cl- very creative booby traps. Uh, the killer always takes one victim alive to add to his collection. <laughs> um, and yeah, Sharon's been on me to watch this for years and was like, Spencer even really liked it. But she knows damn well that I don't like torture movies. Or home invasion movies. And that's what this movie is. And I was like, yeah, fuck this movie. (laughs) But I have to say, the booby traps and the kills were very creative. How, if not somewhat unrealistic. Because I was like, yeah, there's no way that this would, he'd be able to make all this happen. But I will say that, like, it was kind of like Home Alone, but like on mega steroids. Because like... 
or meth or meth or something because like it was like or i will acid. yeah i agree that like the actual like the the kills and the setups and everything were incredibly intricate and insane but i just i don't really i'm this these movies are not really like my jam so i'm not a huge but it has your girl madeline zima in it and who was sexy again as usual and I mean, we all know everyone. It's not a spoiler when I say we all know everyone's going to die at the end of the movie. And so. No, not everyone. Well, right. That's true. Not everyone because they have to have someone for the collection. Mm-hmm. But I did. I watched it. There you go. I probably won't see this movie. Although, who knows? I probably will have end up doing it. Well, thank I've... you for watching it. And you should watch the second one, though, you because know, it's not a home invasion movie. I was going to do it. It's just a torture movie. <laughs> Your second favorite jam. Yeah. Well, and there are torture movies that I like. It, de- but it like depend. It kind of depends on the circumstance. So. Well, in the second one, I I would have had to rent the second one. The first one was streaming on Prime, and I I was not in the mood to rent. Oh, it, I so. thought they were both on Shutter. She's cheap. Shut up, and I am. But <laughs> well, because it's like a movie that I'm not dying to see, so I'm not gonna oh, pay like three or but four I, bucks to check Shutter's Spence. I thought they were both on Shutter. I know that at least the first one's on Shutter, but you can watch it for free on Shutter if it's on there. But the second I did, one, that's how I either watched it on Amazon or Shutter. The first one, yeah. Oh, but then I. Couldn't. I thought you just said you watched it free on Prime. You literally just said that. Oh yeah, it was it was on Prime because I put it in my queue. That's right. Well, I'm trying to remember. I we have too many streaming services. The fact that we're even that having is, this conversation is ridiculous. That is true. Uh, I see the collector on Shutter. Okay, so but I, I guess, don't think the other one is. I guess the second one isn't. But the second one. But I was curious because no, I guess we don't want to give spoilers or if anybody cares. But I was kind of curious to see like what ends. I mean, I have an idea of what's going to happen. Well, but, the second like, one, he goes and follows the guy yeah and they i think they're like in a big warehouse so he's going through this huge warehouse so from what i remember i think the traps and everything are even bigger and more elaborate and Mm. um but he also i think saves a few people yeah that that movie goes way off kind of in another like it takes it to a whole other level i mean i honestly it's been a a few years i was gonna try and rewatch it this week um but didn't have time and it uh yeah I'm gonna catch up on those movies soon though because what what is the release date of this one uh TBD right now because oh yeah that's right it's shit still you got working. all the TBD TBA movies right now I kind of do but like it's just I thought I, I and you know this too like I have a problem when like there's no character that I can really kind of empathize with and I was there was just a lot happening in the collector like aside from the main plot of the psycho guy. So well, I was kind of like, I, I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, the sequel's coming out hopefully this year of the third the third movie from the trilogy. If you're into it. I'm into it. Get ready. <laughs> uh, it's on Stars and DirecTV. And on Amazon, there's also like a Stars like channel that you can sign up for. You could probably do like a week trial for that. I have DirecTV, but then, yeah, I'll, I, can, I'll, I might watch it. We'll see. We'll watch it before the third one comes out. So then we can watch the third one together. Assume, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. If we can watch it with alcohol. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Yes. There are ways. Okay. All right, Sharon, what's next on your list? Okay. Um. So, yeah, I think, honestly, all the rest of these movies on our list are all, none of them really have release dates as of yet. Uh, so the next movie I have is We Summon the Darkness, uh, release date, TBA. This is a horror comedy that was announced to be released 
on December 13th of last year, 2019, but that appears to have been an error. There's not even a trailer yet. Mm. It's directed by Mark Myers, who directed My Friend Dahmer. Um, oh. It stars Alex- Alexandria Daddario, who's made a bunch of other movies that I have not seen, like the Baywatch movie. And <laughs> You've also, not seen that? I've not seen that. <laughs> it's on the list, but, you know, just have not gotten around to it yet. <laughs> Weird. Um, so she's also in the Percy Jackson movies, which I have not seen. Mm-mm, um, those are like more kids' movies, right, Spencer? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I haven't seen them either. Yeah. Uh Johnny Knoxville is in it as well. <laughs> um, it's about three naive best friends that embark on a road trip to a heavy metal music festival. They bond with three seemingly fun loving dudes, and soon the group heads off to Alexis's country home oh surprise a very secluded place for an after party because that's smart going to a very secluded place with a bunch of people that you just met yep um so what should be a fun night of youthful debauchery may instead take a dark deadly turn with killers on the loose can anyone be trusted so yeah that's all i really know about this movie so we'll see all righty <laughs> Um, Back to you. Okay, so I've got a movie called uh, Synchronic. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, it was released in the U.S. at Fantastic Fest uh, on September 22nd, 2019, um, but no listed dates for a wide release for 2020 as of yet. Um, it stars Jamie Dornan, um, who is in those Fifty Shades of Grey movies, but fuck that watch him in the tv series the fall uh he's awesome yes and anthony mackie falcon from the avengers uh which i don't watch those movies but thanks for the tip sharon um but he's also been in like a million other movies and shows before like before and also was in my one of my new favorite christmas gems uh the night before with seth rogan joseph gordon lovett and a shit ton of awesome people so woo the synopsis from imdb says Two New Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after encountering a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre otherworldly effects. So a bunch of people be tripping in New Orleans, I guess. <laughs> what um, else is but new? <laughs> I mean, honest, if I'm, I'm not going to lie. They kind of had me at Jamie Dornan and Anthony Mackie. I'll probably wait for streaming, but I will probably, I'm sure I'll watch this at some point. Absolutely. Hope it's, Look, hopefully it'll wipe, come out wide release in 2020, but no word as of yet. All right. So keep an eye out for it. Sharon? Uh, my next movie is I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Also, release date unknown at this point. It's currently in post-production. It looks like it will be a direct-to-Netflix release, though. It is based on the book by, I'm going to say Ian... I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Because it's not spelled like Ian's normally spelled. It's I-A-I-N. Okay. Um, Ian Reed and directed and written for the screen by Charlie Kaufman from oh. um, the writer from, from the writer of, from, he, I'm just going to shut up and say. <laughs> you all know who Charlie Kaufman is. And if you don't, just Google him because you should know. He wrote he Being John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Among many other awesome things. Uh, Jesse Plemons, who we talked about earlier. Yeah. He's also in this. And so is Tony Collette, who Yay. 
is amazing. According to Wikipedia, the book has been described as a psychological thriller and horror fiction and is about an and is I accidentally just like licked the microphone twice. <laughs> Ugh. Uh- <laughs> Don't do that. (laughs) Gross. That's the one I sneeze on. Oh, good. (laughs) It's the one that... Up your butt. She's making this face. (laughs) (laughs) Smells like farts. Um, Anyways. So the book has been described (laughs) as a psychological thriller and horror fiction and is about an unnamed young woman who lets her boyfriend take her to see his parents on a remote farm god damn it come on people we need to stop come up with some creative ideas i want to see a horror movie that takes place in like a downtown chicago downtown chicago (laughs) on like the 35th floor of a high-rise building during yeah rush hour traffic whatever rush hour traffic on the 35th floor (laughs) (laughs) rush hour is brutal in chicago okay it's so bad it goes 35 stories high those of you into the buildings (laughs) those of you from chicago know this but any of you who's never who have never been to chicago that's what happens (laughs) you said it i know i did because i'm an idiot anyway But this one's on a remote farm. It's on a remote farm in the disturbing aftermath that follows. Mm -hmm. The novel was selected by NPR as one of the best books of 2016. And it was a finalist in the 2016 Shirley Jackson Award contest. (laughs) They do have. It exists. I know. But like the the way they worded it. And I just like copied and pasted this bit of trivia. they, They just called it a finalist in the 2016 Shirley Jackson Award. It should have said finalist for the right. blah, blah, blah. It should have said there should have been a word there. What the fuck, NPR? What the fuck? Um, so anyways, the movie, which is also categorized as a psychological horror, sounds very much like the book. The story centers on a woman and a relationship that's already ended in her mind, but she's nonetheless following her boyfriend through the dead of wintry night to meet his parents at their farmhouse. Mm. <laughs> that's all i have to say about that <laughs> so yeah Mindy, looks like you might have another book to put on your must read list i have one i ordered on the way here which i'll talk about in a little bit oh um well, but i know you love shirley jackson i do and, and again, this one was a finalist in the 2016 <laughs> shirley jackson award <laughs> According to NPR's grammar, by <laughs> sorry NPR, we love you. Um, well, this has just been a mad discussion, much like my next movie's title, "The Color of Madness." I am not good at segues. Woof. Ouch. Anyway, yes, the next movie I'm talking about is called "The Color of Madness." Its date for release is TBD. Um, the official production site says uh, the current status of the film is that it's in post-production, as every a lot of the movies we've been reading about are, apparently. It is described as a Lovecraftian horror set on a remote Norwegian island. That is a mouthful. Say that ten times fast. I know. Shit. Uh, the official synopsis is, after the death of his mother, Isaac and his pregnant wife, Emma, return to the remote Norwegian <laughs> island of his birth. Remote Norwegian Island. Remote Norwegian Island. 
to deal with an unexpected inheritance. They find themselves caught in a nightmare as an ancient cosmic horror awakens to claim a birthright of its own. Interesting. Uh, starring Barbara Crampton, who's appeared in a number of Lovecraft adaptations like Reanimator from 1985, uh, From Beyond from 86, and apparently the soon-to-be-remade Castle Freak. The original was in 1995. Uh, this is not an adaptation of a specific Lovecraft story, but based on elements from a number of his works. Um, Norwegian horror films tend to be beautifully shot, if nothing else, and the few images available for this film show this one to be no exception. Um, so I'll keep my eyes out for this, if only for the lovely yet horrifying, I'm sure, visuals. According to co-director Andy Collier, um, he says, we are using 100% practical effects with some disgusting looking robotic tentacles for a few body horror shocks together with a very dark, creepy story. So hmm. that sounds interesting. I hope that it they finish up with post and release it in 2020 because <laughs> I'll, I'll see it. Cool. Sharon. All right. Here is my final movie. Okay. Terrifier 2, release date, <laughs> TBA. Currently still filming, so it's not even in post. It's expected to be released this year, but we'll see. Um, so basically, the only thing really known about it is after being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to Miles County where he must hunt down and destroy a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. Damien Leone is back as the writer and director. He did the first movie and also the short film, which uh, I've seen the movie, but I've not seen the short. Uh, Felissa Rose, best known as Angela from Sleepaway Camp, stars in this. And honestly, that's really all I've got for this movie. It's kind of a hush-hush. And the Terrifier, that's the like clown guy. Yeah. Right. So there's another. there was another movie that was I found, I think, on Shudder. That was like not a sequel, or but it kind of was where it was like this family on Halloween, and they found this vi- this tape, like as they were trick or treating, like somebody gave out a tape mm. instead of candy, and like an actual like VHS tape, and they put it in, and it's like a bunch of shorts with the terrifier clown guy, but I don't remember oh. the name of it. I think we talked about in <clears throat> one we, of the episodes recently. Um, we might have because I think yeah there was that one and then the official terrifier yeah. came out um because i didn't know they were related and then i started watching the first the one with the tape, and i was like wait mm-hmm. isn't that terrifier clown it was bizarre yeah i liked the first one enough um i'm not like a huge fan of it there is a lot of things i liked about it and there's a lot of things i disliked about it i think i mentioned this in a previous episode but when spencer and i went to days of the dead Mm. fast a couple years ago there was like this four-year-old girl oh yeah you did whose parents let her watch terrifier and she was like obsessed with the clown and she was like going up to people who were dressed up as uh art the clown in like cosplay and like taking photos with him and i was like who lets their four-year-old watch this okay i thought you meant that they for some reason when you told that story before i thought you meant like that they like 
maybe showed her a picture and like just dressed her up. I, I didn't realize I missed the part about they actually let her watch it. Oh, no, she wasn't dressed up. But no, she. Yeah, they watched it with her. They're like, oh, my God, she loves this movie. Like it's that's f- like fucking Thomas the Tank Engine or whatever. I don't even yeah. know. What, I don't even know what kids watch nowadays because I don't have any. Um, Yeah. But she was like obsessed. And every time she saw that's someone walk up. by like dressed as the clown from Terrifier, she would like go up to him and be like, can I have a picture with you? She's going to grow up to be awesome. <laughs> she is. She's going to grow up and she's going to take over our podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there was Terrifier, a short from 2011, which okay. you mentioned. And then there was All Hallows Eve. Yes. Was that the one with That's, like the VHS thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was from 2013. And then in 2016 was the actual Terrifier movie, the first official one. And then this one's coming out in 2020. Okay. Terrifier 2. Mystery solved. Thank you, Spencer. You're Pedia. welcome. All right. So Mindy surprised me with, or she's going to surprise me with one last movie that she found well, on her own. Actually, I think she's got two. Yeah. Oh, I you've got have two more. One more that was on the list. And then I ha- I found about found out about something else. Coming oh, out okay. Well, r- wrap it up. Well, this one, uh, this was going to be our final movie to talk about. I'm going to try and say this right. Verotica. Yep. All right. Spencer was like, it's like erotica, but with a V. Verotica. Um, and also K. Yeah. Whatever. Shush. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you, Spencer. Um, IMDb lists the release date of this as June 13th, 2019 at Cinepocalypse. I'm looking for info on a U.S. Netflix release. Um, no idea yet what that is. Uh, but gl- gl- this is a movie directed by Glenn Danzig. Uh, he directs and also wrote the screenplay. Um, the IMDb synopsis literally cracked me up. It says, Glenn Danzig's directorial debut is a horror anthology that compiles stories from Danzig's line of comic books of the same name. Stories which focus on horror content that's often sexual and violent in nature, usually featuring scantily clad female protagonists. So that sounds about right. (laughs) Uh, Personally, I've never been a huge Danzig fan, um, but I'm a sucker for anthologies, and I'm guessing I'll probably wait for streaming on this one. Um, It's been referred to as the next great so bad it's good horror movie after festival screenings uh patrick bromley from bloody bloody disgusting.com called it the horror equivalent of the room in his view wow um (laughs) so i don't know how i feel about that and i don't know if that's what like like do we think that glenn danzig considers this to be the next so bad it's good movie or like was that is he a serious guy i kind of thought he seemed kind of intense but mm-hmm. like maybe that was just a stage presence. So like I'm not sure if he like would take that as a compliment. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird. I thought, but curious. I do like Danzig's music, and I like the Misfits, but um, not a big a big fan of Glenn Danzig himself. And also, uh, I don't really keep up to date on him. But mm. I've heard some not. Not too good things about some of his uh, political views mm. and social views. And so, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to this. But you know what? It might be fun to kind of like watch it as like a mystery science theater watch yes. and just make fun of it the entire time. Yeah, I have a feeling that's probably going to be what it's like. Uh, the budget is a relatively low $1 million. Um, I mean, <laughs> movies 
yeah. most movies are made for significantly more than that. So that's pretty low. Um, I, I saw a few photos. It seemed like it looked a little funny. And I just saw that they released um, just a few days ago. They oh. released a trailer for it. Or a new a new trailer. Too bad we don't watch trailers. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Well, I might for this, since I'm not probably... I'm only going to see this if we Mystery Science Theater it. But, yeah. Um, I uh, just like that IMDb was like, it, based on his comics, which usually feature scantily clad women and violence against... Like, you know, sounds about right. Probably violence against women, too. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have a one last movie I want to discuss uh, somewhat briefly... Uh, that I just found out this week about. Um, it's being released at on, at Sundance on January 25th of this year, 2020, and it is called Shirley. Um, it, the synopsis from IMDb says, a famous horror writer finds inspiration for her next book after her. she and her husband take in a young couple and they keep it simple. Okay. Um, it's starring Elizabeth Moss as Shirley. I don't know how to say his name, but I love this actor. Michael Sturlberg. Um, he was in Boardwalk Empire and The Shape of Water and a bunch of other stuff, but he plays her husband, Stanley Hyman. Um, it is directed by Josephine Decker, who is an up-and-coming female director, based on a book that I just ordered by Susan Scarf Merrill and a screenplay written by my friend Sarah Gubbins. Sarah Gubbins is a Chicago playwright artist who has moved to LA a few years ago. Um, I haven't seen her or talked to her in a very long time, but she, if that show I Love Dick on Amazon, she is one of the writers behind that. She has made a career for herself in, in Hollywood and is killing it. And I messaged her last night. I don't know if I will hear back, but I was like, I want to. I would love to hear everything about Whoa. this. Um, I do have an article that I found that gives a little bit more info on it, um, but it's it's a psychological drama. Um, and Odessa Young, who I from Assassination Nation, I don't know who that is, and Logan Lerman from Indignation, they play the uh, young couple that move in with Shirley and Stanley and find themselves fodder for a psychodrama that inspires Shirley's next novel. So is this in any way related to Shirley Jackson? It is absolutely about Shirley Jackson. Oh, I wish I found this and surprised you because this is like totally up your alley. Although I wouldn't have realized that the person who did the screenplay was someone that you actually fucking knew. Well, so I I don't even remember where I saw this, but I, I think I was looking up something else on IMDb and I saw this thing about Shirley and I and it looked like the picture, if you look it up, is like the promo pic is um, Shirley and Stanley in bed. And like, I just was like, oh, interesting. That's Elizabeth Moss. Oh, this is about Shirley because I knew Stanley Hyman, so I knew that that you know I'm like, oh, this is about Shirley Jackson. It's fictionalized, mm-hmm. highly fictionalized, obviously based on the book. But uh, then I'm like scrolling through, and then it's like screenplay by Sarah Gubbins, and I was like, holy shit! Maybe so, we can interview her for the show. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I did messenger, like I said, I haven't talked to her or seen her in a number of years because she moved to LA some years ago. But she's a cool lady, and she's a fantastic writer. So um, if you ever see anything with her name on it, watch it because she's she's great. Um, awesome. And I ordered the book already, so I'm gonna read the book um, and then be ready for it. I don't know when or if it'll be released, like, you know, widely in the U.S., but it's premiering at Sundance. And uh, Josephine Decker's 
on the list of like up and coming female directors, which I thought was really cool too. So it sounds rad. And like, uh, I believe Elizabeth Moss is a producer along with Sarah. So wow. But yeah, um, I had no idea. I messaged Sarah and I was like, if you've been a Shirley Jackson fan this whole time and I never knew, who knows? But still, I'm very excited about it and very proud that someone from Chicago is involved and killing it in Hollywood. And we're getting some female voices out there. And yeah, so. The novel, if any of you are curious, is by Susan Scarf Merrill. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to be clear, this is not a horror movie. It is right. a, a drama thriller, but it is about a horror writer. So this, this yeah. is a very cool, mm-hmm. honorable mention. And it's, uh, but the thriller aspect, I mean, if it's Shirley Jackson, it's got to yeah, yeah. be. Totally. If related about her, it's got to be kind of weird. So it's, I, I'm, I'm. I want to see it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time of uh, when this airs, it will actually have premiered at Sundance two days ago. What? You just blew my mind. <laughs> time travel, everybody. All anyway, right. so yeah. So if I hear from Sarah, I will let you guys know. But I told her, I was like, I, I just, I would love to hear everything about how this came about. Because I'm a, Fuck a yeah. super fan girl for Shirley Jackson. So, and Sarah's writing. So, you know, win-win. All right. Well, that is going to do it with our 2020 uh, movie wrap up. And uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to watching maybe half of these movies. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, a little less than half, but well, some of them were actually, though, quite a few because some of them we're going to watch for fun, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that's true. We'll probably like a lot more than we think we will. And when we watch them, we will make sure to uh, post about it on the social medias, and maybe even do an episode about one of them if they really blow our dicks off. <laughs> <laughs> but for sure, we'll be talking about these on our you know 2020 movie wrap up at the end of the year. Either way, we'll be discussing these again at some point, I'm sure. Ooh, or if anybody sees any of these and has a particular opinion feel free to write us or contact us and be like, Hey, this is my, these are my thoughts or you should talk about this. Or like, we would love to even yeah. talk about or what tag you guys us. think. If you post about it, tag us in your posts. Yeah. And also once again, we just want to thank everyone who listens to us and supports us and please go on whatever, uh, platform you listen to us on and take the time to rate, and review us we would really really appreciate that also you know send us keep sending in your stories uh we want to do some upcoming episodes uh featuring your your ghost stories scary stories or whatever else you would like to share with us uh and mindy do you have anything else you want to add before we sign off i think that's about it thanks again as sharon said for listening and yeah what sharon said (laughs) we love you guys what she said All right. That's what she said. (laughs) Well, as always, thanks thanks for getting creepy with us. Sharon, do you want a beer? Uh, Oh, my God.